0: usually say that we're charging right up to but actually we are on episode 170 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast and and uh, again, this week, I had two people tell me, keep it going, man. This is uh, this is really impacting my life. It's making a difference. Good, good, good. And uh, we enjoy it. My family sits around
1: and <laughs> listens to it. and Kind of like the olden days when you, you yeah. didn't have television, which you remember those days, Pops, where you would sit around <laughs> the, the big old radio and, and listen to it. You guys do that with the Connecting Faith to <laughs> Life podcast. You get around the big old uh, radio and you sit there and turn yeah, it on when, yeah. with a candlelight and... Yeah, is that what y'all do?
0: That is exactly <laughs> what we do. We have battery operated stuff. We don't have electricity. You know, we're out in the sticks somewhere. And,
1: yeah. How's the uh, outhouse? Do You enjoy using the outhouse? It's okay.
0: You oh. know, the the bugs at night get to you, but
1: yeah, you 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 lived overseas. You probably have some real experiences with the outhouse. Well, you, yeah. when you grew up, there weren't there wasn't indoor plumbing, so you remember from childhood there being no <laughs> indoor plumbing, right? Yeah, I had
0: yeah, uh, yeah sure yeah uh, I'll just go with it. <laughs> you know, uh, I was,
1: when I was in Russia, I went to Russia a number of times, yeah. and the areas we we visited in Russia was there was no indoor plumbing, and so I would take 15, 20 people on these mission trips and we would all use outhouses. Oh my that, was, that was a interesting experience.
0: Well, uh, I wish they used outhouses in Africa. they just
1: <laughs> they used to just use the outside. Yes, they just No outhouse, just an outside.
0: All the diseases, yeah, cholera yeah, and such. Yeah. But That's uh, interesting, interesting. Some uh, of
1: those outhouses were pretty nice. I know we got some, they would, they, in, you know, in these areas of Russia, you know, they would make these, they would kind of artistically build their outhouses oh. where they, you know, look like little whatever. And you would go inside and I mean, it's still stunk and all those kind of things, but they, you know, they would, they would try to do it on the inside, make it a little nice. And I thought it, they'd
0: light a candle or two in there. Oh maybe, man, i
1: tell it? you what, that, that, that's an interesting place. So anyway, enough about outhouses, let's all move right. on to something else.
0: All right. Well, we're going to be talking today about uh, something that is probably worse than outhouses. And that is, uh, sin and what we do about it. As far as followers of Christ, yeah. I once heard that, uh, we are just beggars telling other beggars where they can find bread. Mm. And Jesus left us with one of the greatest and most profound tasks that the world has ever known. And the interesting thing about this task is it starts one person at a time. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I'm so thankful for men like Billy Graham yeah. who were able to preach to millions, mm. But in that same time, many more millions were saved as a result of other Christians sharing the gospel with others. So um, anyway, so we've been left here to share the good news of Jesus with those around us. And it seems easy enough, but for the church, it's always been a tough task. And I don't. Uh, we don't quite understand why that happens, so yeah. we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, so
1: here's what we're doing over the next few weeks at Northwood. We're starting a new series of messages. Uh, the series of messages are called Conversations mm-hmm. That Connect. Mm-hmm. And so what we're going to do for the next five or six weeks is we're we're simply going to talk about how to more effectively share the gospel. How do you get into the gospel conversations? How do you talk about things like sin? How do you talk about faith? How do you talk about eternity? How do you talk about heaven? How do you talk about hell? Uh, so we're going to talk about all those things on Sunday mornings for the next five or six weeks, and so. So what i like to do before we do a series of messages, I just like to talk about that series of messages. We do this every time and we right, do right. a podcast about the book of Psalms and we yeah, do the book of awesome. Psalms and, you know, we, we just take an episode to, to talk about why we're getting into a series like this. And so, um, so yeah, we're going to be taking the next five or six weeks and just talk about sharing the gospel. So we're done with Psalms. Mm-hmm. Which was a pretty long series, pops.
0: Yeah, I did I, twenty weeks I, in, my, in my head. I didn't think it was going to be twenty weeks. I don't know why, but uh, it was. <laughs> it was I, long. It no, I, everyone was everyone was good and different. And yeah. I think that was your fear. You yeah. didn't want to say the same thing over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you didn't. It was well, uh, really uh, really good how you uh, designed it to you know make yeah. make sure that we got a huge swath of what the Bible was talking
1: about. Yeah, so. yeah well, I appreciate that. It, it was it was good. I learned a lot walking through the book of Psalms like that. It was very helpful for me uh, to do that. But now we're on to this this uh, topic of sharing the gospel. So it's not going to be an expository series like we usually do mm-hmm. through a particular book. We're going to jump around a little bit over the next five weeks, look at some different passages to help us think about um, how to more effectively share the gospel. Because people do. Mm-hmm. People do struggle With sharing the gospel. I mean, I I think even my own life, I I think that I I share the gospel. Oh, I know I share the gospel pretty regularly, but I still want to grow in it. I still want to be more effective. I still want to, because it's hard. I mean, I I think about, you know, in my own neighborhood, uh, conversations that still want to have, that I've been telling myself, I'm going to have that conversation, Mm -hmm. but just haven't, you know, made the opportunity yet. Uh, to have those conversations with some of my neighbors that want to have, and even in my own family, I and mean, we all know that uh, that talking about Jesus with your own family members is is one of the hardest things you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we have family members that we we regularly try to encourage and and talk with about things of the faith, and it's hard, right? And so so I know that that if you're listening to this episode, that. More than likely, you know that this is what God wants from you. Right. He wants you to share the gospel, but also more than likely, you probably struggle with this we We all just yeah. tend to struggle with sharing the gospel effectively, well, and often
0: yeah i agree uh i I wish that I could tell you that I am the I was taught from the when I was saved that this is a this is what we do, and so um you know it it's i don't know if natural's the word yeah but it's always been a part of my life. I yeah. always consider when I'm talking to someone, you know, how can I how can I get the gospel yeah, in here? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, not every and the difference is, is I used to push so hard for gospel transformation. And you know, that's not my job, you know. Yeah. And I think that's the uh, that, that that concerns us and we i want to i do want to put a plug in that we actually started this just before covid if you yeah, remember yeah yeah so some and of you who are um,
1: part of our church i know we we have a lot of people now in our church that weren't here before covid and so you don't remember this but if you're part of our faith family some of you remember yeah that right before covid we were really focusing in on this we, we had people we had people yeah, that were at it yeah Man, we it was we, wonderful we got together in the family life center for a couple weeks just our entire church family that was yeah. really cool we had um, we got a we were we were tight in there it was but we, we fit us all in there, and we had some very good just just really heart to heart conversations about you know sharing the gospel and and why we don't do it. Right. That, those were really really special times. But then COVID hit, and we kind of had to stop that because we didn't know what was going on in the world at the time. We we um, we didn't want to get everybody in that confined space because we didn't want to pass COVID around. Uh, so that COVID kind of halted some of that momentum we've had. Now our church is is has gotten so large that it's just not physically possible yeah, yeah. Uh, for us to gather back in that family life center around tables like we did and and talk through these things like we might want to. So I'm hoping that through this series of messages and through our life connection groups mm-hmm. uh, that we'll be able to recreate some of that momentum right, that right. we had uh, prior to COVID because people were starting to understand the urgency See, yeah. and I think people were beginning to really uh, share their faith well and so we're just trying to get back to that point right, and right. I think this is going to be really helpful and timely for us and so today I just want to talk about some Reasons why uh, this is so important for us, and some reasons why we're going to uh, take the next five or six weeks and focus in on on learning how to be more effective in sharing the gospel.
0: All right. Well, let's talk. Let's start with this one. Uh, number one, the, f- the greatest problem in our world is sin.
1: Yeah. Now that should go without saying. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're listening, you're like, okay, Tommy, really, we already knew that. But <laughs> but the reality is, I mean, we don't think about that near enough. No, that, we don't. that 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 the reality is is that. Every person that chooses to reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives will spend an eternity Mm. apart from the grace of God in a place called hell. That is biblical truth. Yes, it is. The greatest problem in this world is is rebellion against the God who loves us and the God who has created us. Mm. And I think we just sometimes forget that because we get so focused on other problems uh right now in 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 this country we're we're facing an economic downturn yeah that seems to be the greatest problem right my my 401k it's down whatever the percentage is right. you look at your 401, 401k and, and you go cry right because it's just so bad yeah. right now so you think man or you know what's probably going to happen over the next you know eight or nine months in our country is probably going to enter into a recession people are going to lose their jobs it's going to be some tough times yeah, you know does. and so you know in our minds we're thinking that's that's the greatest problem or you know if you have been watching the news you think about what's been taking place and in, in ukraine with with russia invading that country and over the last few weeks we've we've He's had some elevated talk about nuclear war. Wow. That's a big deal, you yeah. know, and uh, we can't even imagine what what that might look like if something like that were to happen. Uh, and so we think, man, that's the greatest problem is Putin and and this threat of nuclear war. I mean, so there's all kinds, and then just personal problems. I mean, I know that even within our church, there are people struggling through some very serious issues yes. right now, yes. whether it's a sickness and disease, whether it is just family issues, mm-hmm. uh, work-related issues, school related issues. Uh, some of us in our congregation are, are really carrying some heavy loads right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we got problems. Everybody's got problems. Everybody's got problems. And then there's probably not a time in your life or a time in our world where there will not be some type of problem. That's right. I mean, that's just the, the reality of living on this planet is mm-hmm. this planet is full of problems mm-hmm. and that should not surprise us. But, but all of those problems that plague our world, uh, do not compare to the problem of sin and lostness. In fact, you know, what we believe as followers of Jesus It's because of sin that we have so many problems. Because sin, uh, Adam and Eve's decision to rebel against God has caused us to live in a broken world. Yeah, we, yeah. we live in a world that's just tough uh, because, because sin has had its effects on this world. So really, if you think about it, and I, I know that many of you listening, you know this, but just that reminder that the greatest problem in our world is sin and lostness. Mm-hmm. Sin and lostness, that, 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 that there are, are billions of people. Who have never placed their faith in Jesus Christ—that's a problem.
0: That is a big problem, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, and and it's going to continue to be a problem. And so for us, as having that perspective, uh, that that uh, there's a huge problem in the world, and it's not the economy, it's not the threat of nuclear war; those are very serious problems, obviously. But the biggest problem is, and always will be, until Christ returns, sin, mm-hmm. uh, sin and rebellion and lostness. That's the problem.
0: And so, as as God's people, we need to—I think—we need to recognize that. And, uh, you know, when people come to us, you know, the, one of the easiest ends has always been for me – you know, because they complain about what's going on. I say, well, you know, we do live in a broken world. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. world was broken because of sin. It's an easy way to get in. That's right.
1: So when you talk about, think about having gospel conversations, we're going to talk about over the next couple Sundays, mm. you know, just this problem of sin and how we can enter into those right, conversations right. because that is a good segue. I mean, it's just real easy. I mean, if if, if you are, you know, the most uh, religious person on the face of the planet or the most uh, not religious person on the face of the planet, I think everybody would agree Eh, this world ain't right, you know. There's oh, yeah, there's there's some problems, so, and I just hey, let me tell you why this world isn't right. Yeah. And so that is a good good segue or end, if you mm-hmm. will, to be able to have some really good gospel conversations, just understanding why the world is broken mm-hmm. is because of sin.
0: Amen. Uh, second reason is this: the solution for the world's greatest problem is the gospel yeah
1: that's that's what we're getting to over the next weeks together is is we know what the problem is well what's the solution the solution is the gospel message of jesus christ right uh so if you think about the economy um you know that's a big problem you think about uh the war in ukraine that's a big problem but you know putin and you know pulling out of ukraine is not going to solve the world's biggest problems no uh The economy taking an uptick is not going to solve the world's biggest problems. The only solution for the world's biggest problem is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Exactly, God sent his son to die on the cross in our place and then to rise again three days later. That is the solution. And we know that. Followers of Jesus, we know the solution for the biggest problem in the world. Uh, But we just have a hard time talking about that solution and so, so again, it's, it's, it's reminding ourselves that there's a problem, and God has provided us a solution, and that solution is Jesus Christ. And we just have to learn how to uh, to engage in those conversations and help people uh, to understand that. So, so that's what we're going to be talking about for mm-hmm. the next five or six weeks. How do we, again, g- get into those conversations where we talk about the solution?
0: My concern, and I think it is a concern, is the gospel, and you've said this multiple times in your messages, the gospel is not my testimony. Yeah. The gospel is not a good story. The yeah. go- And you, you you all, the, you know, the things that we think we've done to share the gospel, and we've really never shared yeah, the gospel. Yeah. So this is going to be, yeah. I think, a huge part yeah. of understanding, okay, now that we understand there is sin, where do we go from here? How do we get, yeah. you know, how do we get into yeah. what really matters? That's real
1: good, Trey, because uh, that, that is the issue, right? We, we like to have God talk, but in our God talk, we never get to the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Um, we invite
0: I'm, to church. Yeah, That's let me invite you, you to church. Well, that, That's I mean, good.
1: Please invite people to church, yeah. because if they come to a church like this, they will hear the gospel. Yes. But man, it's and there there was a um, um, a survey done years ago. It wasn't that long ago, probably about ten years ago, by a guy named Gary McIntosh. Gary McIntosh is one of those big uh, church growth guys, evangelism strategists, and he's done a lot of research in the field of evangelism and and sharing the gospel. And and he he surveyed. I don't remember the number of people. He and his team surveyed a number of people on what it was that. Uh, ultimately brought them to faith in Jesus Christ. So Christians Mm -hmm. who have, you know, who obviously were lost and came to Christ, what was it? What was the influence that brought you to Jesus Christ? And overwhelmingly, I don't remember the number, but overwhelmingly when people were asked what brought you to faith in Jesus Christ, overwhelmingly the response was a friend or a family member, Yeah, the witness of a friend or family member, not a pastor, Mm -hmm. not a Billy Graham crusade. Uh, not, you know, uh, some kind of, of, of church outreach. All those things are important. Or TV or radio right. and
0: all those things we think are so important. And
1: they are important. And we should do those things. But the we underestimate, and we're going to talk a, 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 a mm-hmm. lot about those this a good Sunday. Word. Yeah. We underestimate the influence of personal conversations about Christ with the people that we love. The people that you love, that you have influence over, uh, they might not agree with you all the time, and they might not agree with you uh, about salvation and all those kinds of things, but the more you talk with them and pray for them... Uh, the more they're going to, you know, listen to what you have to say. You know what I'm saying? And so, so don't underestimate the influence that you have in the life of someone else, right? Um, that's, that's just the reality that God uses you. And that leads us right into the third reason yeah. why we're going to have this series of sermons. Yeah,
0: so the greatest problem is sin. The solution of the world's greatest problem is the gospel. And number three, God's plan for reaching people with the gospel is the church. It's the
1: church. And when I say the church, I don't mean, right, the, uh, the organization at 2200 Green Ridge Road in North Charleston or uh, the local church. Uh, not, we're not talking about the building. We're yeah. talking about the people, yeah. the people that come and gather in this place Sunday after Sunday to hear the word, to be equipped by the word, and then go back out into their community uh, to live for Christ, to bear the fruit of the spirit, and to open their mouths and talk about Jesus. And so so we are, you think about it, the um, the world's greatest problem is sin. The solution to that problem is the gospel gospel. Mm-hmm. And we are the ones who get to talk about that solution. Wow. You're not going to hear, right? You're not going to hear politicians talk about the gospel. I mean, at least, you know, you might hear some of our politicians who are saved to talk about the gospel, but, but our politicians who are but not, not, for followed, the most part. not for the most no. part, right? Because that's not their job. That's not the, you know, the, it's the job of the church to share mm-hmm. the gospel. It's the job, job of God's people to make Christ known. You you're not going to hear a secular dying world talk about the solution because mm-hmm. they don't know the solution. But you do. Exactly. Right? God's people know the solution and and so so since we know the solution, we're the ones who are called to talk about that solution. And so yeah. God in his and, and that's the the you know, amazing reality as well. God could have chosen numerous ways to communicate uh, the truth of the gospel. He could have wrote it in the sky, right? he could have, whatever. He could have brought an angel down to say, Hey, believe in Jesus. But that's not how he's chosen to do it. The way that God has chosen to spread the good news of the gospel is through people mm-hmm. who've been changed by the gospel. Uh, we are right. The Bible tells us over and over again, ambassadors of Christ. We are right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aroma of Christ among the dying. And and so just understanding that, and that's what we're talking about this because we have to understand, uh, that we're, we're, we're God's plan. We're God's plan to you know, reach the, the world with the gospel,
0: you know, and, and this is, not contingent upon whether you're, oh, well, they're a large church. They share the gospel, you know, that they should be sharing the gospel. The truth is, is that every church, every size, everywhere can share the gospel. Yeah, That's right. You're in the middle of a farm world where I was in Utahville. You know what? The farmers can share the gospel with their farmer friend. Yeah. And we, you know, that, that was, that was, was happening. And, you know, you have to just say, okay, this is not an issue that has to do with big church. Small church, medium sized church, rural church, city church. It is every church, yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it's so important that we understand that, and and it concerns us greatly because as pastors we see churches that are dying. Yeah. yeah. As a result, yeah. you know, you ask them, "When's the last time you had a baptism?" Not the baptism yeah. saves, but it's kind of an indicator, and yeah. they'll say, "Well, we haven't had one in three years. Yeah. We haven't had one in eight years, whatever." Yeah. And it's a concern. It's yeah. concerning.
1: And we're working with a church right now that you know. Uh, when they think about their history of the last ten years, they mm. can only think of one baptism they've had in ten yeah, years. Yeah. That's heartbreaking, yeah. right? And, and so, so we have many churches, even in our own community within the Charleston area, uh, that are on the verge of closing their yes, doors they because they they've lost some of that gospel urgency. Mm-hmm. They've forgotten their mission, and we don't want to be that at Northwood. We want to continue to be a church that that majors in sharing the gospel, right? Uh, so, so God's plan for reaching uh people is with the gospel is the church. And this fourth reason why we're doing this is because uh the church just struggles with this. Yeah, they do. We struggle with sharing the gospel. Um, why do you think it is, Trey? Why do you think we struggle so much with sharing the gospel as a church?
0: I think in the, in, in the United States of America, where it's a fear of rejection. Yeah. I think it's also a fear of what is what is uh, my boss going to think, or what is my peep, my peeps going to think? You yeah. know, I'm not going to get invited to the cool things. I'm not going to be one of the cool yeah. kids. I mean, so you know, and we I, I get to work with the youth, and we have this very similar situation with the youth. They don't want to share the gospel with their friends at at school because. They're not one of the cool kids if they did, you know, they're not going to get beat up or hit or slapped or anything else. They might, they might be, you know, ridiculed that happens, but you know, it, it just floors me. And, and we have talked to our missionaries that are like, we're in communist China versus Taiwan now and Taiwan, because the freedom of the gospel is open, the churches are just not sharing the gospel. Whereas in communist China, that's all they did. Yeah. So it's just uh, it's it's such a paradox. Yeah.
1: So I think there's there's several things yep. right. That one, there is that that reality within a Western culture mm-hmm. that we're far too concerned with our social standing, and we don't want to do anything that might hinder or demote our social standing among people, right? That I yep. want people to think well of me, like me, all those kinds of things. if I start talking religion and politics, right, uh, then then that could affect things. So we, mm-hmm. we never talk religion and politics. Um, and and the reality is um, I, I don't like to talk politics, but I do like to talk religion. I like to talk about what Jesus Christ has done in my life, right? And and even that's going to affect what others think about me. It, it, the calling doesn't change. The calling is not to be liked by people. Mm. The calling is to, to do God's will and God's will for my life is to make Christ known and to make disciples. And so so I got to get over that. I got to get over, you know, uh, this desire to have a certain social standing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know. Also, why we struggle is we just don't know what to say. Oh yeah, we don't know how that's to, and that's one. why we're having these series of messages. We don't know how to get into the conversation, or when we're in the conversation, we freeze up, right? Or we're afraid that we won't be able to answer somebody's questions because it happens. Yeah, you have people who don't know Christ; they're going to have some some questions, questions that maybe you've never thought of, and questions that you might not have an answer to, and it's okay to say I don't. Right now, I haven't answered that question. I can I can think through that. We can search the scriptures together. But here are the answers I do have. Here's mm-hmm. what I do know. I don't know that, but I do know this. It's okay to say that because, you know, some of us, we, we, we will never have all the answers for every question that's asked of us. Um, there There is that fear of being mocked, and we don't want to be mocked for our faith, mm-hmm. and I get that, but that's just reality. You're, you're probably going to, from time to time, be told, man, believe in that Christianity stuff. That's crazy. That's for weak people. You believe in a bunch of stories and myths that didn't happen. You know, that that's you're going to get those kinds of comments, and you just have to be okay with that. Um, so I, I think we struggle because of social standing. We struggle because— maybe we don't know what to say. We struggle because we don't think we're going to have all the answers. Um, I mean, there's just a host of reasons why we struggle. And so then we take those struggles and we mm-hmm. use those ex- for excuses uh, for not doing that very thing that we know God has called us to do.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Uh, people constantly and people that are, and the sad thing is, I don't know if sad's the word, but certainly a concerning thing is, is that people that really are deep followers of Christ, you still get down to well, when's the last time you shared the gospel yeah. and they say well i just i haven't got around to that yet yeah. that part yeah. of it yet you know yeah. and so it, it it's, it's it's for most christians it's like the last thing they do yeah. you know yeah. They, yeah. and so it's
1: which is which is sad because i know because i remember this when we did this a couple of years ago and we sat around the tables in the family life center and we talked through this uh there were people in our church and who, who confessed hey, I've never shared the gospel. Right. I've gone right. you know, 10, 15, 20 years in my Christian life and I, I've I never shared the gospel. That's the story of a lot of followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't say that to make us feel guilty, but that's where a lot of us are and, and changing that story mm-hmm. from I have never to... I've I've shared the gospel this past week or whatever the case may be. And, and knowing that while it is sometimes difficult to have those conversations and while sometimes those conversations uh, might not go as well as you wanted them to go, or that person you shared with might not have given their lives to Jesus in that moment or might have even mm-hmm. ridiculed you. I, I don't know of a person who's come back to me and said, hey, I went and shared the gospel. Um, and that was a really bad idea. I wish I would have done that. You know, not because yeah. you don't do that when yeah. you when you are obedient to Christ. Uh, there's always joy in that. And, and there's all always a sense of, man, I've, I've done what God has called me to do. It was hard. It, it, it didn't even go the way I thought it would go. And that person laughed at me or whatever, but I, I did it. And I'm glad mm-hmm. I honored the Lord with that. Right. And again, understanding that, that when it comes to sharing the gospel, the calling on our lives is just to share it. Mm-hmm. Right. God is the one who brings the harvest. God exactly. is the one who, who, who is at work in the life of the believer it is God's role Uh, to to change the heart of a person, not mine. My role is to be obedient to the Lord and just open my mouth and share the good news with somebody else and leave the rest in God's hands. And so if somebody mocks you or laughs at you or doesn't come to faith in Christ in that moment, that's not on you. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You've done what God has called you to do and you can rest in, 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 in that reality that you've been obedient to the Lord.
0: Amen. You know, we say, we use these words a lot. Well, we planted a seed. Yeah. And really that's, that's a big part of that it. Is. That is. And uh, sometimes it is that opportunity. They've never heard the gospel. And uh, I think we've done enough studies to know that typically people don't come to the gospel the first time they hear it. That's typically. Right. Now, That's they, right. they can and they do, but typically that doesn't happen. But somewhere they have to hear it first. That's right. And so we need to be those people that are that are sharing right. that and planning it. That's that right. Seed. That's right. All right. Number five, and uh, this is the last one for the day, the church needs to be equipped to share the gospel. Yeah, this is ultimately why word, we're doing this. Word.
1: This is ultimately why we're doing this because we want to equip you. Yeah. We want you to have the, the confidence, the ability, uh, the 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 desire, and so we're doing this to, to give you those things, to mm-hmm. give you those resources, abilities. I mean, as we walk through this series together, we're gonna give you very specific ways you can share the gospel. We're gonna give you tools to do so. Uh, we're gonna um, practice it. Right. You know, and we're, we're going to challenge our life connection group leaders to each week lead a time where, where you're actually practicing with each other. So you feel more confident in, in doing it. Uh, we're going to, we're going to you know have some accountability, um, this Sunday, we're going to start talking about specific people that we know who are far from Jesus. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have you as uh, a congregation to begin to list people's names yeah. just, uh, uh, that you know, who are far from Jesus. And we're going to pray about those, pray over those names in our life connection groups every week. Uh, we're going to talk about opportunities that you've had to actually talk to those people. And so, so we're going to do the best that we can over the next five or six weeks to uh, equip you so that you feel more confident in that calling that God's placed on your life. The reality is we got to do this. we got to do this because it's what God has called us to do. And it's our prayer that over the next five or six weeks that God will renew within us a passion and a desire to actually do it. Yeah,
0: I think that's the important thing. And while everybody's not going to do this, we understand that. I believe there's a lot of people that want yeah. to, that are just in this situation. Just where need they need the they, extra they the so yeah. extra, extra training,
1: the extra encouragement. Absolutely. And it's going to make a difference, it not is. only in
0: their lives, but the lives of the people yeah, around them. It absolutely It's, it's, it's going to be exciting to hear what God does in
1: these next that's weeks. Right, that's so. right. That's right. That's right.
0: Well, Pastor, this has been really good. Um, I appreciate the opportunity that we always have as a church to share the gospel, yep. and for us to be able to train them is a big deal. Absolutely, so, um, absolutely. Thank you so much yep. for for having this vision to get our church. and And by the way, this is not just for our church. You know, if you want to come and learn how to share the gospel on Sunday mornings and go back to your church, we'd love to have you come too. On. So, come on. yeah. Well, Pastor, why don't you close us and get us ready for next week? Yep.
1: I do hope today's been helpful for you. I hope it's been encouragement and a blessing. And I hope that uh, if this has been encouraged encouragement and blessing to you that you'll go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week leave us a five-star review that helps us to get word out about our podcast and all as always we hope today's episode helps you connect faith to life